Now, some extraordinary warnings from the Ministry of Housing and Urban Development that the construction centre uh, sector is overheated and headed for a hard landing. Costs are now so high that in some parts of the country it's just not profitable to build houses anymore. So new builds on the back of that are expected to plummet. And what that will do to the existing housing crisis, you don't need me to describe for you. Uh, construction company Naylor is headed up by Rick Hurd. And uh, Rick is with us this morning to chew over some of these thoughts. Appreciate your time. Thank you. Maria, Tim, how are you? Very, very good. Pretty scary stuff uh, when you read this uh, warning out of the ministry. About right in your view, or have they have they overrated it? No, look, it's a it's a scenario that could certainly happen, Tim. Um, what we really need to hope for is that over the next uh, few months we start to see an easing of interest rates, which should encourage people to begin investing in the housing market again. But um, one thing I disagree with the, with the article is that the market has been overheated maybe going back a year or two ago, but there's been a steady decline in construction activity uh, since interest rates started to rise. So I wouldn't describe the market as overheated at present. It has dropped off considerably in the last two years. Ah, uh, we, we have, though, seen a lot of new build in the last few years prior to the interest rates uh, that you mentioned. Has that not been enough to mop up the outstanding need for housing? No, absolutely not. We've got a growing population with um, uh, the immigra- immigration as it stands at the moment increasing. We've had the largest net immig- level of immigration, I think, in the last 12 months. Plus, you've got to appreciate that many cities in New Zealand, the old housing stock's coming to an end of life and we need to replace and repair that. So we've got an ongoing need for new homes in New Zealand and we're struggling to keep up with it. But it costs too much to build them. It does. That, that is the problem. We've got uh, a number of issues. Land costs are very high in this country. Material costs are ridiculous. Um, and um, so, and interest rates are high. So you've got a perfect storm. The, we really do need to look at the change to the industry. And one of the, the drivers behind the issues we've got is the boom and bust cycles, as the yeah. article <laughs> mentions. And what that tends to do is it drives, drives expertise out of the market on the bottom of the troughs and people head overseas. And I've seen it before in 1987 and uh, in 2008 with the GFC. And so, and this is a scenario we can't, that's what we need to overcome. We need to find a way of smoothing that boom and bust cycles. Now, New Zealand's never going to be insulated from major uh, economic issues like the 2008 GFC, but we've got to find ways of keeping a a steady flow of work in our our country to keep up with demand. Yeah. Uh, I mean, people will talk about civil work, but that's not the kind of stuff that a lot of tradies are looking for, is it? That kind of infrastructure Mm -hmm. uh, construction. Uh, What about commercial projects? Is there a way that we can plan better? And if so, whose job is it? Yes, well, there is, look, there's very, three very distinct sectors to the market. There's the residential sector, which this article is pretty much about. That's our standalone houses. There's the commercial sector, which is schools, hospitals, apartment buildings and the like. And then the infrastructure sector with roading and bridging and the like. Now, it's well publicised that roading and bridging is, is steaming along quite nicely, thank you, and, and that will continue. That's about a quarter of the sector. Commercial is about a quarter and residential is about half. So the residential sector is a big, big part of the construction sector. 
commercial. Um, what tends to happen in times of downturn and residential tradesmen go from residential to commercial, but there's not the same um, opportunity to go into the infrastructure sector. So uh, at the moment, commercial is quietening off. Um, we're starting to see well, apartment builds, big high-rise apartment builds are just about stalled because of um, housing costs, apartment building costs uh, or apartment costs as such that people aren't buying them at the moment. Uh, the new government is looking seriously at spending on schools and hospitals and that sort of thing. So the, uh, there's a bit of a hiatus in the commercial sector. So it's not in a position to absorb a lot of people out of the residential sector. Mm. And, and uh, you, you no doubt will be aware uh, of that major project, the NZICC, and what Fletcher has said about taking another hit on that. A, a big job like that, does that distort the overall scene? No, that no, it doesn't. That, that, that job is a legacy which came back about the construction boom started about 10 years ago. So what we're seeing at the moment, the issues we've got are quite unrelated to that particular issue. Uh, but what we do need to we need to we need to change the construction industry. We can't go on like we are. We're, we're very unproductive. Um, to be fair, the larger bulk residential builders do get prices down pretty well, uh, but they they can be very efficient when they're building house after house after house after house. It's our continuing desire to build one-off um, bespoke designer buildings and houses which are vary from one to the other and we redesign it from scratch every time and we've got to relook at the how we're going to build it every time. That is the sort of thing we've got to drive out of our industry. You know, For example, in the commercial sector, secondary schools should be all be looked the same. The 1950s and 60s when we were building secondary schools, they were all the same design. We should be doing the same now, same with hospitals. A standard hospital should be the same at one end of the country to the other. And we get that standardisation of design, we can really start getting costs down. And this is the sort of thing we've got to do. But uh, to do that, the government is going to start working very, very closely with industry. And they give it lip service over, they've given it lip service over the years, but they really lose sight of the real core issues, which is your boom and bust cycles and the fragmentation of the industry. And that's, when I say fragmentation, that's a huge number of contractors in the industry. We need fewer contractors, but we need stronger contractors that can dict, start dictating to the supply chain and not take the prices that are being forced on them by suppliers. Lots of uh, brilliant ideas there. If you had the ear of uh, the construction minister for half an hour this morning, what what would be the key message to drive home to Mr Pink? Well, interestingly, um, I, um, I've been involved in the construction accord with the previous government for the last six years, and they, they, didn't, they didn't listen. They, they had their own agenda about um, peripheral issues within the industry. We need to really focus on those two core issues. That is the fragmentation and the boom and bust cycles. Now, I've said this to Mr. Pink, and I've met him, and I'll be having this discussion with him again. He's written me a letter I received last night about the uh, uh, state of the industry and the desire by the new government to work with the leaders of the construction accord to try and make change. But we need them to listen and really focus on the core issues and not deal with the peripheral issues. For more from the Mike Hosking Breakfast, listen live to News Talk ZB from 6am weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.